It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. <laughs> Big Blue Insider is on. News Radio 630 WLAP. Welcome to the Big Blue Insider. Dick Gabriel with you. Thursday edition of our show. Much to discuss tonight. Of course, Kentucky football. Justin Rowland of Cats Illustrated, part of the Rivals Network, will be with us at the bottom of the hour to talk about Kentucky, Florida. Also going to look back on UK Miami. In hour number two, we'll hear from Craig Skinner, his UK volleyball team on fire right now, playing some of the best volleyball in the country, have beaten some of the team, best teams in the country, as a huge match coming up Friday night against Wisconsin at Memorial Coliseum. Also, Alex Walker, long time, well, about four years, a sports anchor for WKYT weekend guy and reporter. Uh, good guy, very talented, and his taking his skills, not to South Beach, but to Florida, to Orlando. So we'll get in touch with Alex literally on his way out of town. While he's driving to Florida, we're going to talk to him about what he learned here and what he likes about living in Lexington. And we're also going to talk about food with Alex because during the pandemic, when there really wasn't much sports to talk about, uh, Alex, one of the jobs he handled for KYT was a feature where he would talk to people at restaurants that were still serving. And I think that's what it was called. And just sort of do a little promotional deal. Hey, you know, if you're ordering in or if you're picking up, uh, these are some of the restaurants that are still in business here in Lexington. And Alex is a, is a food guy. I don't know if he likes that. I think he's okay with foodie. Some people don't like that. I don't understand why they don't. But anyhow, uh, Alex, very, very knowledgeable about the dining scene in Lexington. So we'll get caught up with him on that. Some uh, news for you, some headlines, some housekeeping to take care of, if you will. And a reminder, Kentucky, Florida coming up on Saturday. You'll hear the game right here. It's a 7 o'clock kickoff on uh, WLAP. You may have already seen this, but SEC basketball games, the Times and the TV and all that have been, uh, no, actually not the TV, but the, the Times and the dates have already been nailed down. And Kentucky, once again, will play home and away with Florida Tennessee and Vandy and twice this year plays Arkansas and Georgia. So you take the bitter with the better. Arkansas is going to be really good. Some people have picked Arkansas actually this far out to win the SEC. Georgia got a lot of work to do, but uh, I'm certain the Wildcats will be picked to win it all once again in, in terms of the SEC title. Kentucky opens conference play December 28th at Missouri or Missouri if you will, that game falls between UCLA and Louisville. So it could be a little bit of a trap game. And of course, UCLA comes a couple of weeks. They've had a couple of weeks after to a decompress from going to England to play Michigan. That's the same weekend as the SEC football championship game. So we're all going to be a little busy, aren't we? Let's hope so. Uh, LSU is the home opener. That's January 3rd. Circle January 14th at Tennessee. Thompson Bowling Arena. Then Kansas falls right. It's the Big 12 SEC matchup. 
right in the middle of conference play on January 28th. So that'll be great. Back-to-back home games with Florida, February 4th, Arkansas, February 7th. Three of the next four are on the road, but Tennessee falls at home during that stretch on February 18th. Now, here's the rub. The Wildcats, they don't finish up with Florida as they have for many years. They go to Florida February 22nd. They finish up at Arkansas in Fayetteville on March 4th, and that might well be for the top seed in the SEC tournament. So it's always challenging. And John Calipari will turn it into some sort of gauntlet that his team's going to have to run, which is that's his job. Every coach does. Have you ever heard a coach look at a schedule and say, man, they cut us some slack. This is great. Wow, look at this. Oh, we only have to play them that went? No, never, never, ever, ever. It's the same deal. And Rich Brooks talked about this once from the podium. You'll never hear a coach on signing day stand up and say, you know, we just didn't get the guys we wanted. We got some nice kids, some good players. Our mamas and daddies are nice people, but we really missed out on a lot of kids we need. And that means down the road, we may take a good butt kicking somewhere. No, it's always, yes, we got everybody we wanted. And the kids we missed, we didn't want them anyway. Uh, or we don't worry about the ones we didn't get. We just worry about the ones we did. So, yeah, John Calipari will turn this into a crusade. And nobody does it better than John Calipari. I give him credit for that. Speaking of scheduling, Rachel Lawson's softball team will open the 2023 season at the National Fast Pitch Coaches Association leadoff classic in Tampa Clearwater. Kentucky played there in the relaunch of the leadoff classic in 2020, and the Wildcats went 4-0 on that weekend to open the season. This is going to happen February 10th through the 12th. Two games on the 10th, two on the 11th, and the finale on Sunday the 12th against the NCAA Women's College World Series runners-up Texas, welcome to the season. They'll play St. John's in Louisville to open the season at 11 a.m. on February, what, 11th, and then uh, February 10th, and it just gets harder from there. How about that? 16 teams in that field, so should be interesting. Cats will play Pittsburgh. They'll play Southern, uh, one of the uh, HBCU schools involved, and then wrap up with Texas. So, once again, Rachel Lawson's scheduling tough uh, and away from home to take advantage of weather or get away from bad weather. But she always finds out what she's got early in the season. Can't blame her for that. UK women's soccer, this is kind of odd, will hold its 2022 Senior Day this Sunday. Sunday, when they host Eastern Michigan, final non-conference game of the season at the Bell Soccer Complex you know, I've got like seven or eight matches after this one, but for whatever reason, they're not, and it doesn't say where and there why in the press release. Pre-game ceremony at noon. Gates open in plenty of time, so you can come in, take your seats prior to the proceedings. It's free. It's all free. They're 5-1-1 right now, off to a good start. But why are they having senior day this Sunday? There's got to be a logical reason but they don't share that with us. Uh, the match will kick off at 1 p.m., and you can see it on SEC+. Mention volleyball. If you were planning on going Friday, remember now, it's been moved up an hour. 
They're going to play at 6 o'clock. And it's going to be difficult to get in and out because of traffic at that time. You know, people getting off work. People are going to high school games. It's Friday night. So they're going to make it a little bit easier on you. If you want to park in the garage across from the administration buildings there on Limestone, that's parking structure number five. There will be a shuttle service for you that will take you to the front door of Memorial Coliseum. Starts at 4 o'clock and runs through 9 o'clock. So after the match, you don't have to walk all the way back to your car. Jump on the shuttle. So it really cuts you a break right there. And it's free. There's going to be signs up throughout the area inside the garage for pickup and drop-off locations. Uh, the shuttles will also run for the matches with Louisville on September 14th and Nebraska. Those are going to be huge as well. But again, a reminder, 6 o'clock start. Why? Well, television, of course. That's a good thing. Programs need the exposure. But if you park in the garage, free shuttle ride. We talked the other day about Mark Stoops and Billy Napier and things coaches say about opponents and whether something is an insult and bulletin board material. Uh, you know, and some people thought Billy Napier's remark about Kentucky being developmental was a swipe, which it really wasn't. Just like Stoops said, you know, somebody accused him of taking a swipe at South Carolina at SEC media days. He said, I didn't even know what people were talking about. So it came up online, of course, Steve Sarkeesian, former Alabama offensive coordinator, and now the head coach of Texas, where Alabama opens the season. Sarkeesian was accused of dissing Alabama by saying this is just another game. And what he said was one of the biggest mistakes people make is like this is going to be the game that's going to define our program. He says it might, it might not. I'm not concerned about that. I'm more concerned about how we play he said, my goal is to be in Dallas in the Big 12 title game. That's where they play it on December 3rd. This game has no impact on that. And, of course, the website's pounced. But context is everything. And people scan these articles, see the one comment, and go nuts with it. Hey, it's all part of the fun, I know, of college sports. I hope the players are smarter than that. Up next, Jerry Seinfeld weighs in on the Mets and the fact that they have almost blown their big lead in the NL East. Back in just a minute, 6.30 WLAP. What's happening? The situation is not good. The Queen's poor health. The way that we saw the speech. Deplorable. Enemies of the state. The day's news. The face of the war is changing. Is on. Memphis on edge. News Radio 6.30 WLAP. I had no idea buying a big screen meant everybody comes to my house for game night. And what do they bring? Chips. If it weren't for Boone's Butcher Shop, I'd be broke trying to feed them all. All right, let's see. Should I go for the pick five or get a meat bundle? Maybe one of Boone's freezer baskets. So many options. I'm going for the cookout special bundle. Now over to the deli for some cheese, grab some marinade. I love Boone's Butcher Shop. They've got it all. Boone's Butcher Shop. Top quality meats for less. 100 Old Bloomfield Pike, Bardstown. Online at boonesbutchershop.com. Got bugs in your house? Call IPM. 
This is Matt Schaefer with IPM Pest and Termite. If you don't like pests in your home, we recommend our exterior quarterly maintenance service. We come out, treat the exterior, and keep the pest out before they have a chance to get in. We have technicians that are certified that you can trust and, and would be comfortable to have in your home. You can always find out more by going to myipm.com. Call us at 271-8852. Have you been dreaming of upgrading your home environment? Maybe a larger TV? A sound system so real you feel you're at the game? Music that plays throughout every room in your house, including the patio? Lighting you control with the touch of a button. This is Barney Miller, and our team of technology experts customizes technology solutions for Kentucky homeowners. Stop by our showroom downtown or visit BarneyMillers.com for more inspiration. At Barney Millers, if you can dream it, we can design it. We all know the importance of nutrition and diet for a healthy lifestyle. We also know that dairy foods deliver great nutrition and value. That's reason enough why Kentucky families choose Prairie-owned Prairie Farms dairy products. Like our two complete lines of delightful, creamy Prairie Farms yogurt flavors, fat-free or low-fat, both fit neatly under 100 calories per serving. Farm-fresh quality from our family to yours. Farmer-owned Prairie Farms. For the health and safety of everyone, people are staying in their homes now more than ever before. It's also important that the air inside our home is as clean and pure as possible. The professionals at Atmosphere Air Quality are here for you. Whether it's duct cleaning to combat allergies, AC coil cleaning, even carpet cleaning and deodorizing, residential or commercial, call them today to set up a free video inspection of your air ducts. 388-4424. 388-4424. Atmosphere Air Quality the experts the stuff they don't want you to know podcast delves into popular culture's most persistent mysteries now there's something else that the guys at stuff they don't want you to know want you to know they've got a new book coming out packed with illustrations the stuff they don't want you to know book is written in the same smart conversational style you love hearing on the podcast available october 11th pre-order now at stuff you should read or wherever you buy your books. This is the home of the Wildcats. 630 WLAP. This is the Prep Spotlight, sponsored by Mingi Beef Jerky. Frederick Douglass High School is named Wes Scarberry, a former assistant coach, as its interim head coach of the boys' basketball program. Scarberry was a longtime head coach at Model Laboratory School in Richmond. He led the Patriots to an 11th Region All-A Classic title in 2013. He's been teaching at Douglas since 2019 and was on the staff of then-head coach Kurt Young's team in 2020 when it won the 42nd District Championship. Scarberry replaces Jason Mosley, who coached Douglas to back-to-back 42nd District titles and 11th Region Finals appearances in the last two years. Mosley was dismissed from the team on August 19th. No explanation for the move has been given. That's the Prep Spotlight, sponsored by Mingy Beef Jerky, located in Paris, Kentucky. Kentucky jerky, hand-cut from a solid piece of beef. M-I-N-G-U-A, MingyBeefJerky.com. It's the Big Blue Insider here on 630 WLAP, 457 457-4471. You can tweet us at Big Blue Insider 1 or email us. Big Blue Insider 630 at gmail.com. 
Welcome back to the Big Blue Insider. Coming up, Justin Rowland of Cats Illustrated will talk football, looking back on a Miami win and ahead to the game down there in Florida. A little bit later on, we'll talk volleyball with Craig Skinner, and we'll chat with Alex Walker, who has just now wrapped up his tenure as the weekend anchor at WKYT. Uh, moving on to Orlando, where he'll be the sports director. And so we'll talk about his time in Lexington and covering sports here. Did a terrific job, and he'll he'll do great down in Orlando. Speaking of our Twitter handle, at BigBlueInsider1, I wanted to thank everybody for the kind comments they sent on our coverage of Guy Morris, both on the show, the piece that I put on the website. I posted the story that I did back in May of 2017, as I mentioned the other night, uh, the day after his passing, that, that uh, Jackie and Guy had asked me to do explaining to friends, family, and the Big Blue Nation that Guy indeed was suffering from Alzheimer's, and that's why he wasn't himself. And again, it was it was a sad but necessary privilege, if you will, to do that. And I was touched that uh, Jackie and Guy thought of me. And then I had a chance to go out and visit with the BBN Tonight folks, Anna Torillo, Keith Farmer. They're on my show. I'm on their show. And they asked me to come out and talk about Guy Mo. And they posted a couple of clips that were well-received on Twitter, including when I said, because uh, Keith asked me about the fact that Guy was a Texan. He was so well-liked in his demeanor. And the players just really enjoyed playing for him. And he said, was it because he was a Texan? And I said, yeah, that had a lot to do with it. I said, but I also said when it was all over, you know, they moved back, he and Jackie, to Kentucky. And I said, when it was all over, he wanted to be a Kentuckian like us, like Anna, like Keith, like me. Uh, And that means a lot, I think. So, uh, again, I appreciate all the comments that have come our way via Twitter and Facebook. And uh, just a tough situation your heart goes out to the family, you know, wife, kids, grandkids, Alzheimer's, it's a bitch. And, oh, man, everybody, it seems anymore, has been touched by it. My my wife's stepfather, we just lost him to uh, to Alzheimer's. So, yeah, if, uh, if you're a family member and you're dealing with it, our hearts go out to you. Uh, on a lighter note, if you're a baseball fan, not just of these two particular teams, but you just follow in general, you know what's going on with the Mets. The Mets are folding. They get off to that great start. I mean, a great start. And Mets fans just rejoiced, including high-profile fans like Jerry Seinfeld. But it's all gone bad of late. And Jerry Seinfeld blames the mojo that came from the live performance by Timmy Trumpet at City Field last week. And he took to Instagram, responding to a post about the Mets being tied with the Braves atop the NL East after the games on Tuesday. And he blames Timmy Trumpet's performance as closer Edwin Diaz came in from the bullpen. Everybody has walk-up or walk-out music. We know this. And my buddy Doug Flynn, my broadcast partner on the UK TV games, he hates it. I mean, he's old school, but he also believes that it is one of the culprits for games lasting forever. People hang back and wait, he says, to hear their music. And if you look at the video of Edwin Diaz, he's the Mets closer coming in from the bullpen. He waits and waits and waits and then doesn't even begin to come out until Timmy Trumpet 
is fully into his song. Stupid trumpet performance celebrating in season. We haven't won anything yet. Bad mojo. And he says this because the Mets had a 10 and a half game lead over the Braves on June 1st. Now the Braves are playing really well. And the Mets did finish up last night a half game ahead of Atlanta after a doubleheader sweep of the Pirates. But Seinfeld believes. This is a, a case of history repeating itself. And he said, it's the same as when Baja men showed up to play who let the dogs out in the 2000 World Series. He said the series ended right then. I'd forgotten this, but the Mets run to the World Series in 2000. They used the Baja men hit the who let the dogs out as their rally song. But they had the group perform the tune ahead of game four at Shea. The Mets lost games four and five to the Yankees, and the Yankees went on to win the World Series. So if you're a Mets fan and you're looking for a reason, Jerry Seinfeld might have hit it. It's a, it's a great song and a great performance, and it was great theater when Diaz came out. But Jerry Seinfeld believes this, and you don't tempt baseball's mojo gods. Well, the baseball gods, I should say, are sensitive to bad mojo. And evidently, right now, the Mets are caught up in it. We'll have to revisit this when the regular season's over. But if the Mets do not finish ahead of the Braves, we're going to know why. Up next, Justin Rowland to talk Kentucky football here on the Big Blue Insider. 630 WLAP. for a moment that this ad was bought autonomously. Welcome to the new open web, where Viant is combining AI and human insight to create autonomous media buying that accelerates your return on ad spend. 
and using Viant's DSP Adelphic, you can now measure your media offline and online to see the full impact of your media spend so you can spend more time on podcasts. Viant, built for the new open web. Built for now. Visit ViantNow.com to learn more. This is Kentucky, where the only thing ordinary is the unexpected. I got everything you need. Horse country. Legendary distilleries. Rivers to paddle. Lakes to splash and relax. Big city vibes and small town charms. This is Kentucky. Come see for yourself. Plan your road trip at KentuckyTourism.com. I got everything you need. The same great food you're accustomed to can now arrive at your door. The Cellar Bar and Grill on Lansdowne Drive in the Signature Club is open for delivery and Uber Eats. Check out our full menu online at CellarGrill.com. That's CellarGrill with an E dot com. You can also follow the Cellar on social media or call us at 317-8301. From the Cellar Bar and Grill to your door tonight, call 317-8301 now for the Cellar Bar and Grill delivery. It is another gorgeous one out there on this mid-September evening. We've got fair skies, temperatures dropping through the 60s, back into the upper 50s later on tonight. Mix of sunny clouds, 80 to 85, a little warmer on your Friday, and we're mainly dry. Smallest chance for a late-day shower thunderstorm across the south. Better shot for at least some scattered showers and thunderstorms around on Saturday, and then we ramp that up into Sunday with temperatures generally into the 70s. It's not raining the entire weekend. From the WKYT First Alert Weather Center, I'm meteorologist Chris Bailey. Broadcasting live 24-7 from the Bank of the Bluegrass and Trust Studios. This is News Radio 630 WLAP, an iHeart Radio station. You wash your hands and brush your teeth, but what about your nose? How do you clean your nose? With Navage. Navage pulls saline in one nostril, around the back of the nose, and out the other nostril, flushing out allergens, mucus, dirt, and germs, and it's why nose cleaning is the next evolution in daily personal hygiene. People try Navage for lots of reasons. Sinusitis, allergies, snoring, things that make it hard to breathe through your nose. But over time, they also find that cleaning their nose makes them feel better, a lot better. Nearly 3 million Navage users have written more than 100,000 reviews, averaging 4.7 stars, saying things like, best product I've ever used, and amazing, I love my Navage. That's because Navage helps you breathe better, sleep deeper, and snore less. But the biggest payoff is improved health. Here's the key point. Navage is good personal hygiene, and it's going to help you stay healthier. At Walmart, Walgreens, CVS, Rite Aid, Bed Bath, Target, and online. Navage, N-A-V-A-G-E. Clean nose, healthy life. For over 30 years, Northside Family RV has been Kentucky's number one RV dealer. We stock over 300 new and used RVs. Come see America's top brands like Tiffin, Jayco, Keystone, Forest River, Grand Design, and Winnebago. Don't miss out on our model year closeout sale going on now. Come in now and save thousands. Located at the corner of North Broadway and New Circle Road in Lexington, call us at 859-299-8386 or visit online at northsiderv's.com. Go Cats! You're listening to Big Blue Insider with Dick Gabriel on News Radio 630 WLAP and WLAP.com. Welcome back to the Big Blue Insider. Joining us now on our celebrity outline, a guy who can talk Kentucky football, basketball, you name it, Justin Rowland, publisher of Cats Illustrated, part of the Rivals Network. I know you've got to be delighted that football season is finally on top of us, right? 
Oh, yeah. Yeah, the whole world is better. <laughs> <laughs> Football season starts. It's like an XAL. You start to feel it in the weather. The now, yeah. now this week, the games really heat up. you got some great matchups. They really are, including Kentucky-Florida. Let's jump right into that one. And, and first of all, let's go back and tell me, your thoughts about the Miami game now that you we've all had a chance to overreact on Monday and then think about the improvements from week one to week two. Where are you on all this? I think they're going to be okay as long as week one was a one-off with the offensive line. If they can tweak and move guys around and Horsey can play left tackle, and I thought he played pretty well at right tackle in the bowl game in spite of the offensive line struggling and and he and Manning had missed some time in camp and Jagger Burton's getting acclimated and Eli Cox, there's just been a lot of moving parts in the offensive line. And if they can improve uh, a moderate amount going into Florida, I think they can beat Florida. They can't beat Florida if the offensive line played the way that it did last week. So for me, it's just as simple as how much of that was who this offensive line is and how much of it was just week one, um, they got to get better. I couldn't agree more. And, and the moving parts to which you refer – really had me more concerned than anything, more than wide receivers, more than a D-line, a defensive secondary, because you've, you've covered this sport for a long time, Justin. You know, those five guys, whoever they are, they have to act as one, and that ain't easy, is it? No, no. I mean, they're putting in the wide zone blocking scheme. They've got a new center. They've got a new left tackle protecting Levis's blind side, a new tackle on the other side. I mean, it's really a huge year of transition. So, I mean... It's kind of foolish to think, to have thought that there wouldn't have been any issues or any hiccups. They're they're going to get the hang of. They got to get the hang of it. Um, but this was always going to be something that was probably going to take a few weeks to come together, just because it don't, like you said, it's it's a it's a unit. It's not five individual guys out there. If one guy is, is messing up, it's going to affect everything. That's right. And that unit is the big blue wall, which has taken on a life of its own in so many ways. Maybe that, Justin, could be why people might have overestimated how effective the O-line would be in that opening day. What do you think? Yeah, yeah, I think so. Well, people just take for granted. I mean, they've seen for five or six years, yeah. these are the best run at rushing attacks in program history. This is what we're built to do. But, you know, C-Rod is out, and, and they probably wanted to see what Levis could do bringing his game to the next level. There's a lot of reasons to, for fans to hope that that wasn't what it's going to look like for the whole season, but... That's what we have to talk about now because it was yeah. that glaring. Well, and you're absolutely right about what has to happen down in the swamp. And the other thing is, with no Rodriguez, and, and now you're minus Ramon Jefferson, you're, you're, you're missing three of your top four running backs now. How in the world are they going to establish the run game? Because you cannot win down there. You cannot beat Florida in the swamp without a run game. So, yeah, I mean, Cavazio Smoke, is, he probably has a really um, firm ceiling he can't go over a certain number of carries. He never carried the ball a lot. I mean, I think seven, eight, nine carries is probably his max. And, uh, and, and you know, you've got Lavelle Wright, who was going to get a lot of carries this year, right. but missed some time in camp, and that was a really bad timing when there was such a heated competition. And I think you're going to see Levis run the ball some. I think you're going to see them air it out more. But, they're yeah, they're in a bind. It's crazy that you go from a super deep running back room you feel like you have to, wow, this got tested in a hurry. Mike Drennan didn't get any clock last week, and he's number three on the depth chart, but I think we may see him. And he's a guy who can catch the ball as well. Uh, I'm curious about D. Beckwith. I want to see what he does when he gets <laughs> his hands on the ball. But, yeah, you're right. Not only are Smoke and Wright and whoever else comes in going to have to run the ball, they're going to have to catch the ball too, in my opinion. Yeah, yeah, they're going to have to. And, you know, Drennan listed, listed as a running back slash receiver at 
one point in his Kentucky career. And D. Beckwith, you know, they, I think he's, I don't know, if they're going to have him as an H-back or a tight end or kind of a Swiss Army knife, who knows. But it's a weird situation being down really to probably two running backs you feel good about. Uh, and, you know, we saw them unleash Levis on the ground last year a couple of times, like against LSU, and I wouldn't be surprised if Levis carries the ball five, six, seven, eight times in this game as well. We kind of sound like the purveyors of doom, <laughs> the way we've been talking. <laughs> I mean, it's a tough game, but on the other hand, got to be excited about those rookie receivers and the transfer, Tavion Robinson. That element, I felt like, uh, in terms of the way they caught the ball, yeah, pass pro could have been better. But in terms of the way the receivers responded, couldn't ask for much more, could you? No, I mean, it's the most dynamic set of receivers that Kentucky's had in a while. Zane Key makes competitive catches like a uh, few other Kentucky receivers have recently. Fabian Robinson is a yards after the catch machine, and you saw his maturity and his route running ability, which are fantastic. And Barry and Brown, they've never had a receiver with that much talent. So it's a, it's a really interesting receiver unit. Then you throw in Jordan Dingle, Brendan Bates, super deep tight end room. I, it's the best Kentucky, uh, the, the most potential for a Kentucky passing game in a really long time. And I will say this, I think Florida beating Utah is a good thing for Kentucky. You know, they're going to be ranked high now. Oh, yeah. If Kentucky, if Kentucky loses to Florida, the story isn't what happened to Kentucky. Yeah. The story is Florida's one back-to-back ranked game, games against ranked teams. Uh, and, and it seems like an overreaction. I don't see how you go from unranked to number 12 because yeah. you'd be a, back, a Pac-12 team at home. Seems, seems kind of rash in my mind. Yeah, I agree. And, yes, it was a highly ranked Pac-12 team, but still unproven, I think, when it comes to being a top-10 team. But, yeah, and, you know, mathematically they could lose to Florida, still win the East. you got to hope for some other things to happen. You want to have your own fate in your hands. But maybe we underestimated Florida. Maybe we overestimated Kentucky. Because, look, Florida is still Florida, and you've covered the recruiting element for so long as well. They still had a roster chock full of talent, Justin. The story was they were underachieving down there in Gainesville, weren't they? Yeah, yeah. It's it's set up to be a really good year for Billy Napier because he inherited a train wreck and people were miserable. Yep. And they get two ranked teams at home to start the season. And, you know, playing a team at home and playing a team on the road is very different things. If Florida had gone on the road and beat Utah, I'd say, okay, top 15 possible. Um, as it is, you know, eking one out against the Utah, it's good, but but at home, that that's, that's not, to me, an unbeatable Florida team. Right. It's going to look good if Kentucky beats Florida. Um, whether Florida's number 12 team in the country or not, I think Kentucky has a real chance to win this game. You mentioned Will Levis earlier. He said it was the worst 300-yard, three-touchdown game, most disappointing 300-yard, three-touchdown game he's had. Uh, you know, And I, I, I get that. He's so hard on himself. But I thought he made a lot of chicken salad the other night because he was running for his life every now and then. Yeah, it's not all on him. And they, they talked about this. The players around the quarterback have to play well for the quarterback to look good. Uh, and he was on the run too much. And they didn't have a running game. 50 yards on 26 carries. They, Miami of Ohio didn't have to respect the Kentucky run. And that you didn't expect that. Um, I, I thought Le- the one thing Levis had to prove from last year, this year is he can, he can have, he has a scalpel and not just a sledgehammer. But is he, is he, <laughs> Is he somebody that beats you by like sheer force of will and physical ability, or can he pick a defense apart? And frankly, I didn't see him take the defense apart quite well enough in the first week, and I think that's what he's referring to. But it's also not a huge concern because he was on the run so much. I think 
under better conditions, he's ready to take a big step forward. I was going to say he never had much of a chance to set up behind a good umbrella-like right. pocket. He was always throwing on the run, wasn't he? Yeah, you, I, I saw some some of these deep dive stats. All three of his touchdown passes came on Miami Ohio blitzes. Oh. So his numbers against the blitz were actually really good. Some of those were picked up, but uh, you know that that was an improvement from last year. That's a great point. I didn't even thought about that, and uh, they did do a nice job picking up. We talked a lot about the, the offense with Justin Rowland of Cats Illustrated. Tell me what you liked about the defense. I like the fact that they have four team captain linebackers across the middle of that defense. Uh, I, I think it's too early to say on the defensive line, and it's too early to say on the secondary. they got a lot of talent, a lot of pieces on that defensive line. I like the depth of the rotation. I like the way those guys look. I think it can be a good group. The secondary, I'm less sure of, but I thought they did a good job of limiting explosive plays because uh, Brett Gabbard is a, is a legitimate quarterback, they say. Yeah. But you love those linebackers. I mean, they, those linebackers have played so much football. They've got high football IQs. They're good teammates. And and to have four linebackers like that in the middle of the field is a great luxury that most of the teams would love to have. They've got to be precise Saturday against Anthony Richardson, don't they? And the defensive line as well. Staying in your rush lanes, um, not getting out of position, not creating these huge holes. He had three. Three rushing touchdowns, 100-plus rushing yards last week. He, his, his legs definitely concern you more than his arm. Uh, the good news is that the curse of the dual-threat quarterback, we don't really talk about that so much anymore because as Kentucky's gotten better, yeah. surprise, surprise, they've defended it better. Gosh, I hadn't even thought about that, but you're right. They made some of those dual-threat QBs look like Heisman winners, didn't they, <laughs> through the years? Yeah, 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 different teams too. But but uh, but I, I, they've been much better at defending against mobile quarterbacks in recent yeah. years. So that's not even really a concern. I mean, he concerns anybody that, that, that is facing him, but it's not a special concern for Kentucky at this point. I, I've covered a lot of games down in the swamp, as you might expect, and I'm not sure how many times you've been there, but I, I, you know, I've seen Kentucky teams just go down there and get pounded. I've seen Kentucky teams play well enough to win and pick up a win down there. And what impresses me about this team is, and I think you've probably picked up on this in, in camp talking to people, quietly confident. And I think this is a group that has known nothing but success at Kentucky. So when they go down there, I think they're going to be looking forward to the atmosphere. They're not going to cower from it. You know what I mean? There's one game that every team really always comes to play for. And somebody told it to me like this. Um, te- Texas A&M and Arkansas. This, so that was really lopsided in A&M's favor for a few years, but Arkansas always gets up for that game. Yeah. And they just always play better than you expect. And maybe for Tennessee, that's Kentucky. <laughs> but for mm-hmm. Florida, that's Kentucky. Kentucky circles this game. And whatever you think Kentucky's going to do, it's wise to assume they're going to do a little better. Because <laughs> this is just a game Kentucky gets up for. Kentucky will play better against Florida than against a lot of other teams on the schedule. You, I mean, you, you feel better going into the Florida game than you do going into the Tennessee game for a good reason. They just play better in this game, and so I'd expect that again. Well, they've won two of the last four, as you know, and, and probably in right. three of the four prior to that, they could have and should have won the game. Uh, and this is yeah. back before Florida began to flounder. So that's a great point for whatever reason. Maybe now, Justin, it's because it's so early in the schedule uh, as com- as compared to back in the day when it was late in the year and the Gators had to deal with cold weather. Kentucky's got to deal with the heat. Yeah, they're going to have to deal with heat. 
um, they're going to have to deal with a with a crazy crowd that's going to be even wilder because of how yeah. last week went. I mean, overwhelming Florida crowd. That was a concern for me at left tackle. But I like moving Kenneth Orsi to left tackle because regardless of his how does his skill set translate to left tackle, you put a team captain there at that left tackle spot where he's going to have to deal with the noise, with the snap count, with everything. Yeah. I just like having that experience there. I think that was a smart move. I agree, and he's right next to Jagger Burton, who had a good game, right. uh, you know, by all accounts last week. But that's a guy who's going to need to lean on his big brother yep. a little bit. And you got Jeremy Flax over on the right side now, uh, Justin, and this is a guy waiting for an opportunity to show what he could do, right? Yeah, I think he was ready last year. Then when they brought in Dare Rosenthal. Yeah. Just put yourself in his shoes. I mean, you're, you're like, I'm three years removed from high school already. I was going to be a starter. They bring this guy in. Like, well, you, I mean, I could I could see myself checking out a little bit under circumstances. And I'm not saying he did, but I don't think it helped his development. But yeah. the good news is it seems like the staff has their trust in him again. He's not a concern. And I thought Jagger played well. Oh, yeah. I thought he played pro football focus, said he was the highest graded offensive player for Kentucky last week. It wasn't perfect, but uh, definitely he's going to be exciting over the next two or three years. I agree with you. Justin Rowland is my guest. He is, of course, the publisher of Cats Illustrated, part of the Rivals Network. We'll come back with more with Justin in just a minute. Here on the Big Blue Insider, 630 WDLAP. Download our free iHeartRadio app and take us with you. Presented by Isaacs and Isaacs Injury Lawyers. We win.com. This is News Radio 630 WLAP. Get ready to win your way into our 2022 iHeartRadio Music Festival. September 23rd and 24th at T-Mobile Arena in Las Vegas. Stream it free on the CW app and CWTV.com. Keep listening for the next chance to win your way and $1,000 spending cash. See you there. The iHeartRadio Music Festival is connecting all of us. Brought to you by the CW's new hit series, All-American Homecoming. Stream every episode now for free. Only on the CW app. Oh, it's doing great. I've been on it now for about uh, three, three and a half years. I've lost 67 pounds, and I feel better than I did at age 40. Uh-huh. The only thing it, I just, I just get, I'm just getting older. It's the only thing that doesn't stop. Other than that, I feel good. Listen, we're all getting older, but that doesn't mean you have to feel your age. Are you ready to turn back the clock? It's 2022, and there's never been a better time to start looking and feeling young again. Introducing Andro400.com. Andro400.com has proven solutions to melt belly fat, increase mood and memory, increase energy, and bring that spark back to your love life. Visit Andro400.com or call 888-400-0435 to see which product is right for you. Try the safe and natural way to start feeling and looking your best. And there's nothing to lose with an industry-leading 90-day money-back guarantee. Visit andro400.com or call 888-400-0435. We all know the importance of nutrition and diet for a healthy lifestyle. We also know that dairy foods deliver great nutrition and value. That's reason enough why Kentucky families choose Prairie-owned Prairie Farms dairy products. Like our two complete lines of delightful, creamy Prairie Farms yogurt flavors, fat-free or low-fat, both fit neatly under 100 calories per serving. Farm fresh quality from our family to yours. Farmer owned Prairie Farms. Attention fleet owners. 
Your vehicles are a traveling advertisement for your business. Keeping them clean and presentable speaks volumes about your business. With winter on its way, protect your investment with Hydrosphere Services, the only call you need to make to keep your fleet looking top-notch. With Hydrosphere, you're getting the best-in-class power washing service with the best-in-class commercial-grade equipment. Visit HydrosphereServices.com and fill out our online service form or call 219-2200. That's 219-2200. Hey guys, game's on! Whether you're cheering on the Wildcats from the stands or from your den... Go Cats! Dude, you spilled the nachos. Kentucky Utilities is there with you, delivering safe and reliable energy you can count on. But power isn't the only thing we provide. With KU, you can take advantage of convenient, time-saving services like our online outage map, paperless billing, and auto pay. So while the Cats' energies go to serving up wins... At KU, our energies go to serving you. This is the home of the Wildcats. 630 WLAP. Welcome back to the Big Blue Insider. We're talking with Justin Rowland, the publisher of Cats Illustrated. I want to shift you over to basketball just for a minute. I know it's football season, but I don't know, Justin, is there anywhere else in America when it comes to college basketball where the new uniforms are as (laughs) much of a story as they are here? No, not at all. Some of that's just how crazy Kentucky basketball fans are, and some of it is just loathing of the checkerboard that a lot of people have carried for a long time. But it seems like the new the new threads are pretty popular from the fan base so far. What do you think? I think it looks nice. I think it's a really classic look. I mean, the little, little qualms you might have, the stripe on one side and not on the other, but I think it's a nice, crisp, clean look and uh, and definitely an upgrade. Well, as I said on Twitter, they probably couldn't afford the stripe on the other side, you know, with the budget they've got over there. So, um, and I also said last night that I, I'm a checkerboard guy because I, I love horse racing. I love secretariat. Mm-hmm. I, also, I also think it's it's kind of a generational thing with, with I think, the social media uh, squeaky wheels we're complaining about. I just have something to complain about. And, you know, and, well, we haven't won anything since the checkerboard showed up, whatever. But um, it was Doesn't amazing me to me either. how polarizing that was. Didn't bother me either. That yeah. was the kind of thing where sometimes when, when somebody has a really strong opinion or a few people do, it kind of pulls everybody else in that direction towards the same resentment. <laughs> That's yeah. the sense I got. I didn't think it was ever as bad as people thought. But if somebody sees a checkerboard as like such a mark of Tennessee, then I, yeah. I understand if they, they struggle to stomach it. But I thought it was a little... A little bit of an overreaction. Somebody told me that Kentucky back in the day, way back in the day had a checkerboard end zone before Tennessee did. I don't I don't care enough to go check on that, but uh, I, I I'm like you. I didn't much. It didn't bother me either way. Uh, all right, let's go back to football because that's what we need to be talking about. Mm-hmm. What a great opening weekend! And within that time span comes word that they finally are expanding the college football playoff. Um, I've said, I, you know, I, I like the format. I like rewarding the teams that win the toughest conferences. Uh, I think if you th- believe it will cut down on the teams that are complaining about not getting in, you're living in a dream world because I think it's going to double the amount or more of teams that say, well, we ought to be an at-large team. But, you know, I think, I think they almost had to, didn't they? Just to try to get more, more teams involved than the, than the usual suspects, right? seems like it was kind of a generous gift by the SEC and the Big Ten to the rest of the college football world. Because the way that this super conference realignment stuff has been going, one of the complaints people have had is, are the SEC and the Big Ten just going to make this sport not fun for the rest of the country anymore? And for them to go back to this 12-team model, 
that other conferences had had you know not supported. Right. Uh, when it does help those leagues now, it helps them remain relevant. You can place a team or two in the postseason if you're not one of the top two conferences. Really generous on the part of those two conferences may be a sign they're not trying to make everyone else miserable. Uh, but, but I'm with you. I mean, I, I've always felt like there's one or two teams every year in college football that are clearly better than everybody else. And making the playoff a three-round tournament, uh, if anything, I, mean, I, I just don't see – I don't see the numbers 8, 9, 10, 11, 12 teams going through a gauntlet and then beating no, no. Nick Saban, Alabama, Kirby Smart. Right. It's not going to happen. That's right. Somebody might do it once, and then it'll become the Boise State standard. Is it, remember, Boise State beat Oklahoma yeah, 20 years ago. You know, so it's yeah. just... <laughs> I, especially with Saban. With Saban, Saban oh, yeah. ever since Saban came into college football, he's really gotten it down to a science. It and is. there's not not as much left to the imagination as there used to be. No, and it's so also going to be... when he retires, it'll go back, yeah. That's a great point. And it's also going to be crazy the first time the SEC has three at-large teams plus the conference champion. Then the complaints yeah. will begin anew, won't they? Yeah, well, I mean, three, they, they should. I mean, most sure. I mean, you get Texas and Oklahoma into the mix. You SEC might have seventy five percent of the teams that are even capable of winning national championships, that's right. and that's not an exaggeration. No. So, I mean, I, why shouldn't they get six or seven of the teams in a, in a twelve team tournament? I think it's a, it's a legitimate question we might eventually get to. Yeah, I know, but we've got a few years before that happens, or more, maybe okay. not. They may speed the process. Who knows? Whatever happens, yeah. Justin Rowland will cover it. Uh, for Cats Illustrated, part of the Rivals Network. And he is at Roland Rivals on Twitter. Thank you, sir. I'll see you down the road. Appreciate it, Thanks. Justin Roland is one of those guys who sees these players as campers when they're high schoolers and, and come to the Kentucky camp or wherever else he might go and then follows their careers into and then through the college he covers, which right now is the University of Kentucky. So interesting to hear his perspective on the players as they develop as college football players in the SEC. That'll do it for hour number one. Coming up in hour number two, we're going to hear from Craig Skinner, Kentucky volleyball coach. Huge match coming up tomorrow night. That's all ahead on 630 WLAP. Insider is on. News Radio 630 WLAP. Welcome back to the Big Blue Insider. Huge football weekend for the Wildcats, as we all know. Great opportunity to go down to Gainesville, beat a Florida team that is better than most of us expected it would be. But as I've said from the beginning, even when it was struggling under Mullen, Florida is still Florida. Which, and by that, I mean just a lot of great players, tradition, facilities, fans, the swamp, and all that. They finally, it looks like, have the right guy at the helm. Although, you can't condemn a guy after one loss. You can't anoint a guy after one win. But Napier, Billy Napier, has got a body of work that speaks for itself. So I think it's the right fit. It won't be easy. It never is. Down Even when Kentucky won down there in Gainesville most recently, never easy. Always in doubt until the last play. But Cats have a shot, no question about that. You'll hear it right here on 630 WLAP. Tomorrow night, as we know, is a high school football night. But if you want to make a night of it, stop off at Memorial Coliseum. At 6 o'clock, Kentucky plays Wisconsin. This is one of the traditional powers in women's volleyball. The Big Ten is a great women's volleyball conference. 
And as soon as you see a Big Ten women's team, you can see the difference. They're big. They're athletic. Uh, you know, you've got to, it takes every club in the bag to beat them. Kentucky played really well up against Wisconsin last year uh, up in Madison, but couldn't pull it out. And Wisconsin returns the favor tomorrow night. I had a chance to catch up with Craig Skinner and talk about the fact that his team going into this match is coming off a terrific win. They won the round robin event in Omaha that Creighton hosts every year. That's a big tournament. That's a big deal. Kentucky won it, and it comes at a good time going into the match with Wisconsin. Craig, such a big match. Your your team, though, has played a lot of big matches already this season uh, with Wisconsin coming up. But let's look back at, at what happened in Omaha. You guys have played in that Creighton invitation. That's one of the better tournaments in America. Hard to believe... This is the first time you've gone through it undefeated. What happened out there? <laughs> well, some positive things, um, you know, for for a couple of days, and um, just you know, played very efficiently and, and uh, passed well uh, for the most part. Uh, setting in the groom was very good, getting our attackers and one on one situations and good attacking point scoring positions, and and uh, and to be honest, our serving was as, as sustained at a level this season. Uh, you know, though we haven't seen as much and it's going to be really important because I think we're, we're going to need our serve to be effective. And, and it certainly uh, gave those teams a lot of problems. Well, and I want to talk more about your serving because that's what got you back in it uh, in, in, a, in a really exciting match with Marquette here at home. Mm-hmm. But uh, looking back at the wins over Northern Iowa, Creighton and Southern Cal, I've, I've got to think you could see and feel the confidence growing in your team over that span of the really two days. Yeah, no, no question. And, you know, another thing that you saw in that Marquette match was we didn't really kill the ball behind the center very well with right. Reagan Rutherford and Johnny Teeler and Elise Getzinger even. And, and that was a whole nother level that we exposed, you know, and that gave a lot of confidence to Emma, gave a lot of confidence to Reagan, gave a lot of confidence to Z. And, and for us to beat good teams, we have got to have, you know, offense coming from all angles. Reagan Rutherford, SEC Player of the Week. Uh, she has, she just exploded out there, and I assume this is what you've been waiting to see with her and hoping and expecting from her. Well, no, no question. I mean, she's a very capable attacker, very capable point scorer. Um, you know, when you're behind the setter like that, it does take rhythm and timing because it's it's not a high ball. You just go up and get. You got to practice and get that timing down so that. The setter knows when you're going to approach and you know when to start your first step of your approach. And, and, um, you know, for Reagan to be able to do that and sustain it over the course of three matches was the most impressive part. And, you know, be recognized for that. I'll definitely give her some confidence going forward. You feel like she's taking more and more ownership of this team. She was, you know, an integral part last year, but now you guys are counting on her more. Absolutely. You know, losing the offensive numbers that we did uh, on the left side from last year's team, we have to rely on people that have, been there done that and and you know coming from a, a player that's now in her third year of uh, being in the program it, it's a big difference because not only you're leading physically but you're leading mentally too and the, and the people around you have more confidence going forward as well uk volleyball coach craig skinner my guest the wildcats take on wisconsin that's a six o'clock start 
on Friday. If you can't get to the Coliseum, you can check it out on ESPNU. Uh, we'll talk more about that in just a minute. But Reagan Rutherford, being a lefty, tell me a little bit about left-handed volleyball players, Coach. We know all about football players. They throw the football with a different spin. And, and baseball players, if you're a left-handed pitcher, you can play forever and all that. Tell me about left-handed volleyball players. Plus, minus, is it a wash? What? <laughs> It's definitely a plus when you have someone that can attack left-handed, and especially on that side of the net because you just don't see it. Eight out of ten times or nine out of ten times, you see a right-hander. So like you said, a left-handed pitcher, there's a different spin. There's a different tail to it. Uh, there's different angles that you don't see as a defender behind the block. And um, if you have a good one behind the setter, it gives you a huge advantage. The other thing it does, Normally on the right side of the net, you typically only set that person when the ball is passed inside the three-meter line or the 10-foot line. Now with a lefty, because their shoulders are open more and you can get them more opportunities to score points when the ball is passed 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15 feet off the net. And so it really frees up your offense. Well, Tayshawn Prince was a lefty. Jack Givens was a lefty. Kevin Grevy, <laughs> Jared Lorenzen. So Reagan Rutherford taking her place among uh, some of the great lefties in UK sports history. Uh, you you got to have that big, the big effort from her and everybody too against Wisconsin, don't you? What what a great matchup! And they've got great tradition. You've been up there. They come here. It's going to be cool, isn't it? Oh, for sure. And you know. A lot of, lot of tradition, a lot of winning, a lot of, lot of uh, culture, a lot of, um, I mean, I would imagine we're going to see a lot of uh, red shirts in the stands. Oh, they yeah. travel well with their teams, so we definitely are going to need some uh, the Big Blue Nation to, to rise up and, and challenge that because I guarantee they'll come with 500,000 people and we need to we need to top that for sure, which I know we will. Well, you've only lost one match, and that's to another team from Wisconsin, Marquette. We mentioned that earlier, and I, I know that you didn't get off to the start you wanted, but man, what a comeback. Couldn't get that fifth set. But let's take away, first of all, some of the good things you saw in that comeback with Marquette that served you well, no pun intended, uh, in, in the subsequent matches that went over Ohio and the wins in, in, in Omaha. What were the good things you took out of that? Well, psychologically, I mean, you get down two to zero. It's a lot of times you can just count yourself out. I mean, yeah. the beauty of our sport is, every set starts at zero zero and you have to win three of them. So if your mindset stays in the present, you have a chance. If it doesn't, you don't. And if you have some toughness, resiliency, you can, you know, respond in those situations. And, um, but you, you, you literally have to keep your mind present because, and especially if you win, you beat a team easily two zero and they're physically talented. You get comfortable, easy for another team to come back. So you see it all the time. You call it the reverse sweep when you know you win the last three sets yeah. and very difficult to do very difficult to give up but if you're good at responding you have a chance and and there's certainly we can pull from that down the road and and the fifth set in our game is is a crapshoot half most of the time oh yeah well, and through the years i've asked you i've asked many of your players what is it about volleyball where one team can just steamroll another for two sets and then suddenly the complete opposite happens and the entire match turns around Nobody has the answer. I guess if you did, you would make a fortune on the lecture circuit, <laughs> wouldn't you? No doubt about it. I mean, it, a lot of times it has to do with your serve pass game. Yeah. Um, it, it can certainly change with your blocking. I mean, blocking is probably the biggest momentum changer in the sport. So if you get off in the third set with two or three blocks, 
then it certainly changes mentally what the attackers are thinking about on the other side. Um, you know, there's a lot of different ways to change momentum in our sport, and, and those two things are the easiest. Um, but, you know, it's, it's, the, it's, it's the, great, the great thing about volleyball is, like tennis, I mean, you can be absolutely terrible for two sets and still have a chance. In basketball, you get down 40 points in the first yeah, half. Yeah. <laughs> Good luck. You're done. Yeah, <laughs> yep. Yep. That's what, so much to like about volleyball. I'm a little biased. Uh, we're talking to Craig <laughs> Skinner, Kentucky's volleyball coach. Wildcats take on Wisconsin Friday night, six o'clock at the Coliseum. Uh, Wisconsin, a Big Ten team, and you know, you think of Wisconsin, the Big Ten. It's it's physical, and when you explain to a newbie when it comes to following volleyball, what does playing physical mean in, in your sport? I mean, we, most of our players that are playing in the front row are touching 10 feet. And, you know, so you want to play high above the net. When you play against other teams that touch 10 feet and higher, the attack that needs to go across the net needs to be, instead of six inches above the net, needs to go a foot and a half, two feet above the net. Otherwise, you're going to get stuff straight down. And so that's a big piece of it. And then on the other side of it, they're, they're attacking the ball two and a half feet above the net, the angle changes of how you're going to block, the angle changes how you're going to defend it with the back row behind the block. And, and you just, you don't get to simulate it that often in practice because typically the best athletes are on the starting side. So if you're, if your second group doesn't have someone that attacks at those angles, you, the first time you see it is in a match. Luckily we have some physical players. We can see some of that. We have a practice player that, you know, is physical and can touch well over 10 feet. So you we try and simulate the best we can, but, um, physicality is a big deal. And, and if you can combine that with good serving and good yeah. passing, you're very hard to beat. Well, you're going to need that. And obviously you're just going to need an all around effort against Wisconsin. We've talked a lot about Reagan Rutherford. You mentioned Emma Grome, setter of the week, best setter in the league last year. And then Eleanor Bevan, defensive player of the week. You almost swept all the awards again, which, you know, is no surprise. Um, tell me a little bit about, about the defense it's going to take against Wisconsin. I got to think that's a pretty good serving team. Well, they always are. And, um, you know, when we serve, we've got to put them in positions. They're always going to have three attackers in the front row. They run a system called a 6-2, which means they have two setters. They're always going to have three people in the front row. So if you serve in a way that gets the ball past the 10-foot line, the setter only has one or two options, you got a much better percentage chance to score. So we've got to do that, first of all. And then, you know, when we do get easy balls, we got to convert them. You can't just you know, send over easy balls back to them and expect it to, you know, get the second or third chance. You got to take advantage of your first and second opportunities and rallies. If you don't, you're not going to win those. And it's against good teams and, and Wisconsin is certainly that. Well, you talked about the need for a good crowd. And I know that uh, athletes really feed off that kind of energy and yours are no exception, right? Absolutely. Our, our crowd has been great so far and, and continuing to grow and, you know, just the sport in general. I mean, this match wasn't supposed to be on ESPNU. Now it is. Our, our match with Nebraska in a couple of weeks going to move from ESPU to ESPN2. I mean, the number of eyeballs getting on the sport now continues to grow. Um, and, you know, our people in the stands make a big difference in the popularity and the energy level for us. So can't wait to see them on Friday. I got to tell you, in an opening weekend, uh, Kathy and I aired, believe it or not, we made a mistake when we identif- misidentified the guys in the end zone. We thought that was the swim team getting ready to shed their clothes <laughs> like they often do. And it, they had a big uh, dry erase board. They held up a sign. They're the men's volleyball club, and they were out supporting yep. you as well. That's big, isn't it? 
Absolutely. The, the both. And I think, you know, a bunch of the, the women's club volleyball team were there too. So, you know, our, our sport is a, a very tight community and, and we had those guys over to practice um, a couple of times just to visit with us and we're going to be buying a pizza and stuff. I mean, oh, just good. them being the same, they know the game really well. And, yeah. Um, it was awesome to see them, and you know, certainly hope they keep coming, especially this Friday. Well, I did apologize to them on the air, so I hope they don't hold that against me. But <laughs> and I hope they show up as well when you guys take on Wisconsin. I'll be following from down in Gainesville, Craig. Best of luck. Thanks for your time, and we'll talk to you soon. Absolutely, thank you. Appreciate it, Craig Skinner, Kentucky volleyball coach, of course. Uh, multiple SEC Coach of the Year, National Coach of the Year after he led the Wildcats to the 2020 NCAA title. His team loses to Marquette in its home opener, but then bounces back with that victory in Omaha. Coming up, more football chatter here on the Big Blue Insider, 630 WLAP. See us. We see it. Hear us. You just don't hear anywhere else. Reach out and connect with us. A feeling of, you know, connected and like I wasn't alone. Covering all the things we can't get to on air. Yes, listen to you online. At WLAP.com. When is the last time you took a good look at your house? Actually walked all the way around and looked at the exterior. Mold, dust, weather can drastically change the way your home looks and cause damage. Hydrosphere Services is the first and only call you need to make. Hydrosphere Services are the experts in pressure and power washing, plus they are certified, insured, and trained to give you the best-in-class cleaning services. If you are a home or a business owner, make the call now to Hydrosphere Services. 219-2200. That's 219-2200. Or visit hydrospheresservices.com. The Livesey Group is a family-owned CPA firm conveniently located on Pasadena Drive near Nicholasville Road in Lexington. They can help with tax preparation for individuals, businesses, trusts and estates, small business accounting support, including full-service payroll and outsourced bookkeeping services. All the Livesey Group services include free initial consultation and quotes. Bob and Bobby Livesey are native Lexingtonians. They are big blue fans and ready to serve you. The Livesey Group, your one-stop shop for accounting needs. Call 296-1913 or visit Livesey group.com hey guys games on whether you're cheering on the wildcats from the stands or from your den go cats dude you spilled the nachos kentucky utilities is there with you delivering safe and reliable energy you can count on but power isn't the only thing we provide with ku you can take advantage of convenient time-saving services like our online outage map paperless billing and auto pay so while the cats energies go to serving up wins At KU, our energies go to serving you. Have you been dreaming of upgrading your home environment? Maybe a larger TV? A sound system so real you feel you're at the game? Music that plays throughout every room in your house, including the patio? Lighting you control with the touch of a button? This is Barney Miller, and our team of technology experts customizes technology solutions for Kentucky homeowners. Stop by our showroom downtown or visit BarneyMillers.com for more inspiration. At Barney Millers, if you can dream it, we can design it. A lot has changed in our 35 years at the boot store, but what hasn't changed is our commitment to having a huge selection of quality name brand boots, western wear, and accessories. And as always, we strive to give you the best fit possible at a fair competitive price. Whether you need boots for a day on the job or a night on the town, do your feet a favor and come and see us at the boot store. We're just a few minutes south of Fayette Mall on Nicholasville Road. Get your boots at the boot store. (laughs) The Stuff They Don't Want You to Know podcast delves into popular culture's most persistent mysteries. Now there's something else that the guys at Stuff They Don't Want You to Know want you to know. They've got a new book coming out. 
packed with illustrations. The Stuff They Don't Want You to Know book is written in the same smart, conversational style you love hearing on the podcast. Available October 11th. Pre-order now at StuffYouShouldReadBooks.com or wherever you buy your books. This is the home of the Wildcats. 630 WLAP. Welcome back to the Big Blue Insider. Coming up Saturday, of course, Kentucky, Florida with a revamped Kentucky line. Kenneth Horsey, the veteran, healthy again. He will start now at left tackle right next to redshirt freshman guard Jagger Burton. We talked to Zach Yenger, the O-line coach, about how the offensive line has handled the adjustments. Yeah, guys, guys have responded just like I expected them to. You know, we're like we talked about all the time in that room, we're going to try to put the five most consistent guys out there. And, uh, you know, this week we think we, you know, it's always been a conversation of if we've ever thought we had to move Horsey out there, you know, with the experience of with both those other guards playing really well too, with Jag and, and Tayshaun both playing really well, it's, it's hard to take those guys off the field. And uh, and you're not going to and you're not going to keep Kenneth off the field when he's healthy and and uh, we just feel like it's the right move right now. You weren't here, but I'm sure you've watched the film of the bowl game when he played there some last year. What can he learn from that experience, even though it's a different? System? Yeah, I mean, I watched a little bit of it, and obviously, heck, before I even when I was talking to Coach Stoops about the job back when I was still with the Niners, I flipped on the Iowa game, and you know, and Kenneth was out there, and, and obviously, I think he was thrown there that week and and all that stuff. You know, the good thing here is that we've talked about it and kind of. You know, um, um, we just kind of know from the beginning that, you know, we're kind of a younger group and we know that we're going to have some shuffling parts and we're going to, like we've said, we're going to put the most consistent guys out there right now and, and he is one of the five most consistent ones. So he'll be, I think he'll be just fine. He had good reps today and, and pass rush and he'll do a good job. It doesn't seem like the swap is a guy to place to throw a true freshman in for the <laughs> yeah. first time. How do you all bring along Keontae, though, without... Getting yeah, no, I, th- I mean, I, again, I think Keontae has to just continue to get reps. And, I mean, yeah, the swamp, silent cadence and all that stuff probably isn't the greatest place to just throw a guy into. And, and you know, you can see, I've seen it before where, you know, guys just get their confidence wrecked, you know, early if they're not if they're not truly ready just to get out there and just play against some of the best guys, you know, in the country. And, and you know, and Keontae will get there. And uh, he's doing a really good job. He's improving every single day. And uh, he knows what he needs to work on, and, and we talk about it consistently. So he'll just continue to get better, and, and I promise you we'll, we'll, he will we'll lean on him, you know, this year. What do you see when you look at the Florida video? Man, they are – I tell you what, they're, they're active up front. You know, obviously one and nine stick out up front on the D-line and all their linebackers, um, very active, very athletic, you know, can run. 51 and 6 and 2, I mean, all those guys. They all, you know, and, you know, I mean – they are who you think Florida is, you know. They're athletic, they're big, you know. But you know, we, we think that we have a good opportunity to go down there and, and play with them. And they got three returning starters in the secondary, and, and we know that they are a veteran defensive group. And, and we're going to do, we're going to play well. We're going to play really well. Uh, we know in our room that this team goes as we go, you know, bottom line, and, and that's the O line. And we know we got a tall task this week, and our guys are up to it. So I'm excited about it. When the Wildcats won in Gainesville, Lynn Bowden had a big game catching passes from Terry Wilson. And when they threw a scare into the Gators, Juice Johnson, a Florida native, had a couple of touchdown grabs. We talked to Dane Key about the change in offensive philosophy that brought him to Kentucky and then the fun he had on opening night. The offensive change was really a big thing that got a lot of guys here. Um, A lot of the freshmen who came in, all of us are uh, really talented, especially the other guys that uh, didn't get to play. But they're really special. And I know 
when their time comes too, it's going they're gonna make plays like me and Berion did, and just like the whole receiver room will do is just make plays. How, how good did it feel to kind of justify all that hype? We've heard it, so much talk. It felt really good just to prove prove to everybody, but especially more just prove to myself that I'm I'm out here for a reason. What did your dad have to say? <laughs> he was just really proud of me. He didn't say much, but that that he was proud of me. You could tell. Uh huh. Now, technicalities aside. What was Saturday like for you? I mean, game day, catwalk, mm-hmm. lights, crowd, all that, and you being from here. What was? How much fun was that? It, it was really fun just being, that was my first time. I can't wait for it to happen again, but I know that the first time was everything. So I'm just looking forward to it again and just, you know, just keep making plays out there. How tough was that touchdown catch? Because the guy was all over you, and that was a bullet, wasn't it? It was. It sure was a bullet, but Will made it, made the pass needed to where it needed to be, and I just went out there and just caught the ball like I'm supposed to. With Will's velocity, was it an adjustment period to get used to that type of speed he puts in the ball? It definitely was uh, getting used to catching Will's balls, but that's what we did all summer and all January when I was here. Just getting, I was getting used to his velocity and how he threw the ball, and I really just got used to it as time went on. Dane Key also said having Tavian Robinson running wild on the other side of the field certainly opened things up for him, of course, and all of that's going to have to happen for the Wildcats to win down in Gainesville. Barry and Brown is going to have to be big again. He won't be able to return. They won't even kick to him, I'm guessing, especially remembering what Craig Yeast did down there, returning 100 yards for a touchdown. But they've all got to be precise. Can't drop, got to block. All that stuff has to happen. When we come back, Alex Walker, formerly of WKYT, joins us on 630 WLAP. Finding great candidates to hire can be like, well, trying to find a needle in a haystack, but not with ZipRecruiter. Its powerful technology actively finds and invites qualified candidates to apply to your job. So while other companies might deliver a lot of hay, ZipRecruiter finds you the needle in the haystack. See why four out of five employers who post a job on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. Try ZipRecruiter for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash trial. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash trial. Do you find yourself stuck in a timeshare? Get the real facts about the timeshare industry and your options for cancellation. Chuck McDowell, founder of Wesley Financial Group, beat the largest timeshare company in federal court and has put together a free information guide that reveals the secrets the timeshare industry doesn't want you to know, including the five ways to get rid of your timeshare. Call now and get this timeshare information guide absolutely free. Call 800-881-8686. That's 800-881-8686. Got bugs in your house? Call IPM. We specialize in keeping your home safe. IPM Pest and Termite has a 5.0 on Google reviews, an Angie's List Super Service Award for the past seven years, and a member of the BBB. This is Matt Schaefer with IPM Pest and Termite. Mention this ad and receive a discount on your pest maintenance service. You can always find out more by going to myipm.com. Call us at 271-8852. It is another gorgeous one out there on this mid-September evening. We've got fair skies, temperatures dropping through the 60s, back into the upper 50s later on tonight. Mix of sunny clouds, 80 to 85, a little warmer on your Friday, and we're mainly dry. Smallest chance for a late-day shower, thunderstorm across the south. Better shot for at least some scattered showers and thunderstorms around on Saturday, and then we ramp that up into Sunday with temperatures generally into the 70s. It's not raining the entire weekend. From the WKYT First Alert Weather Center, I'm meteorologist Chris Bailey. 
Broadcasting live 24-7 from the Bank of the Bluegrass and Trust Studios. This is News Radio 630 WLAP, an iHeart Radio station. For years you've heard me talk about Serta Pro Painters. I love these guys. I've used them to paint several rooms inside my house and even had them paint the banister for my stairwell. Well, they're awesome, easy to work with, always on time, and they do a great job. If it's time for you to spruce up some rooms inside your house, you got to call Serta Pro Painters for your home or your business. It's the power of the pro with Serta Pro, and each business is independently owned and operated. Serta Pro Painters, the power of pro. Schedule your free estimate at Serta.com. That's Serta with a C. Shamrock Bar and Grill on Pageant Drive has always been your home for good food, great times, cold beer, and the biggest games on TV. But did you know you can bring that world-famous Shamrock atmosphere to your home? Shamrock's is now delivering food, growlers, and six-packs to your door. Find our full menu at shamrocksky.com or call our Pageant Drive location at 269-7621. Call them up tonight for delivery. You can also have Shamrock's food delivered by Uber Eats. The Livesey Group is a family-owned CPA firm conveniently located on Pasadena Drive near Nicholasville Road in Lexington. They can help with tax preparation for individuals, businesses, trusts and estates, small business accounting support, including full-service payroll and outsourced bookkeeping services. All the Livesey Group services include free initial consultation and quotes. Bob and Bobby Livesey are native Lexingtonians. They are big blue fans and ready to serve you. The Livesey Group, your one-stop shop for accounting needs. Call 296-1913 or visit Livesey group.com you're listening to big blue insider with dick gabriel on news radio 630 wlap and wlap.com welcome back to the big blue insider and joining us now it's kind of a melancholy moment on the uh, on the big blue insider on a celebrity hotline is one of our favorite guests but we're not going to be hearing too much from him i'm not going to turn him loose completely as a friend of the show, because Alex Walker's been talking sports with us for quite some time. He's been talking with you as the weekend sports anchor, WKYT. Helped me produce the uh, the coaches' uh, football and basketball shows over at KYT when I was a, a freelance sports producer there. And he is on his way to his new assignment, his new city, his new hometown of Orlando, Florida. He's taking a job down there. Alex, as we speak, you're on the highway, right? Yes, sir. On the highway in a 20 foot U Haul. And Dick, I used every bit of that 20 feet. So I almost got a 26, but stuck with the 20. And uh, it's all nice in there, packed and uh, ready to head to the Sunshine State. Well, you, you've landed a great job. You did a great job here. And you landed a really coveted spot down there at the ABC affiliate in Orlando. And our business can be somewhat nomadic. I'm very fortunate. And I, I stayed for the most part in one spot i lived in dallas for a couple of years but but i had a guy tell me once that when you start moving it seems like you don't stop I, i'm hoping that unless something grand comes along you'll be able to stay put but how many markets is this for you now is this five this will be my orlando will be my fourth so i okay. started in little, little sioux city iowa and then made my way to greenville north carolina then of course wkyt in lexington kentucky and now heading to WFTV in Orlando. So it's the market number four, but nomadic is definitely the right word for it. It's uh, You're hopping around a good bit, but hey, it increases your, your circle of people you know, and as you know, the business is small, and so I'm going down to Florida, and I already know a bunch of people down there, so that'll, that'll help the moving process yeah. a little bit. Yeah, and I guess I was counting when you were actually at Penn State when you did some broadcast work there. Yeah, yeah. Penn State would be fine then, you're yeah. right. But in terms of commercial stations, yeah, I, I hear what you're saying. Well, tell me your impressions as you put Lexington in your rearview 
new mirror. And you got to do some cool stuff here. Uh, what was your impression of Lexington when you got here, and what kind of memories are you taking away? Well, Jake, a, a fantastic four years in Lexington. Uh, to be quite honest, when I moved to Lexington, I was excited for the journey, but I had never been to the state before. Uh, and so I didn't really have any expectations. I didn't really know what to expect, but I was blown away uh, the last four years. My experience was top-notch. Uh, definitely the, my favorite place I've lived so far, you know, outside of, you know, outside of my hometown. Uh, but it, it was fantastic. And you can argue and say that, you know, it, I got here in August of 2018. I don't think you can argue by saying I was here for the best four years of football oh, yeah. uh, in Kentucky history. Oh, yeah. And 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 what's that, as you know, in this job, when the team that you cover is good, you get to do cool things, right? Uh, so I was at the NFL draft uh, in, in 2019 in Nashville when Josh Allen got drafted uh, early in that the top 10 picks to Jacksonville. I got to go on the red carpet with Josh Allen. And of course, go to the Citrus Bowl and that 10-win season in my first year here to see Kentucky beat my alma mater, Penn State. So that was one of those, uh, what do I, do I cheer? Do I, am I excited about this? What do I do? But, uh, you know, and football has taken me so many cool places. It's been so fun to see uh, what Mark Stoops has done with this program. He's elevated it to new heights. Uh, it, it's one of those things where, you know, watching Big Blue Nation and watching the fans here uh, in Kentucky, they weren't just looking forward to basketball season. They're like, heck, I'm going to enjoy football just as much uh, and enjoy the fall a bunch, get excited for tailgates. And, uh, football was great. And, and I, I also, of course, love basketball. Basketball takes you all over the country. I Fortunate enough to cover the NBA draft in New York City and watch Tyler Hero, P.J. Washington, Kelvin Johnson get drafted. Uh, New York City for the Champions Classic, Michigan State, Kentucky one versus two. And if you remember Tyrese Maxey hit that game winner in front of oh, yeah. John Wall, Kevin Durant, uh, and all these big-time guests courtside in New York City. And went to Chicago for the NBA Combine. And so I've been all over the map to see Kentucky basketball, Kentucky football. When you get to go to the, see the athletes you cover daily, you see them, on, you see them shine on the big stage. Uh, that makes the job worthwhile, and it's been a, it's been an awesome. That's for sure. I will always remember your coverage of the NFL draft because, with a few exceptions, you know Lexington stations haven't really had the opportunity, haven't had the need to cover the NFL draft. You know Tim Couch, of course. But, uh, yeah, Josh Allen was such a great story from the beginning. You know, a guy who was beginning to make a name for himself in Alabama uh, and, and was was an up-and-comer, but then when he moved to New Jersey, as we all know, he kind of fell off the map in terms of the recruiting wars and, and was just a great find for Kentucky and was the college football story of that year, wasn't he? He was fantastic and a perfect example of a player that was under-recruited uh, Kentucky took a chance on him and, and developed into developed him into, into a top ten draft pick. And what was cool about that experience, seeing Josh Allen had that monster year and had a monster bowl game uh, against Penn State down in Orlando. What was cool about that was, you know, we were uh, me being WKYT. I was the only reporter in Lexington to get a credential to the red carpet. So we got to see Josh before uh, before he was drafted. I got to say, hey, how excited are you? You know, where do you want to land? What are your expectations? If you remember, he had a ring on his finger. Say, hey, where, what, where'd you get, did you get married? He said, absolutely. I have to let y'all know right now. I got married at the Kentucky Castle. And uh, so that was really cool to see. And it was cool to see him in that moment because he knew wherever he was going to go that he was about to have generational wealth. And it's pretty amazing when you got a two, you know, two borderline three-star guy come in out of New Jersey and then just becomes an absolute stud in that Kentucky linebacker room goes to Jacksonville and 
he's been in a place in Jacksonville that hasn't been great. You know, he's surrounded by decent players, but I think with Doug Peterson now, he said publicly with Doug Peterson now that he's ready to take that next step as a player, as a leader, and then and, and rip it with Trevor Lawrence and hopefully have a winning season this year. Oh, I hated for him, too, that he had to deal with Urban Meyer, but that fortunately that was uh, a short stint. But, yeah, and what was also cool, I remember that when you broke that story about how he got married and he had his his, his child with him throughout that process. So uh, uh, that, was, that was such a great – such a, and, you know, one of the other things about the, the, the Josh Allen story is that generally when guys have monster years – and become drafted a year prior, they kind of build up to that. But I don't know if you remember, but the second part of the 2017 season, he didn't really put many numbers on the board. But, boy, he got out of the gate real quickly in 2018 and and ended up collecting every award you could possibly win in in college football for a guy like that, didn't he? And if you remember, Dick, you know, obviously you do, but that was a draft that was special for Josh after all those accolades he pulled in. But, that was a big draft for Kentucky in general. If oh, you remember, yeah. I mean, they had, a, they had a first rounder, they had a second rounder, they had a third rounder. I believe it was Lonnie Johnson going to Houston yeah. in the second round, and then Mike Edwards to Tampa Bay in the third round. And Mike, and Mike has been fantastic uh, with the Buccaneers. Won a, won a ring already uh, down there with, with Tom Brady and the guys. So it's one of those things where uh, you know Kentucky. It, it, we don't usually if you cover Kentucky football in the past, you don't go to NFL draft. No, uh, but. But just going to NFL drafts and having to be there, it just shows you where Kentucky is going as a program. And that's been a really fun uh, journey to be a part of. Because, I, you know, like I said, if a team is successful, you get to go to cool places and watch them win big games in the spotlight. Yeah. And Mike Edwards was a great story as well in terms of recruiting because he was in Cincinnati being recruited by all the Big Ten schools. And Jeff Pecoro had covered some of his high school games and told the Kentucky coaches all about him, said this kid wants to play in the SEC, and Vince Merrow and those guys took a look at him, and next thing you know, he's turning heads at Kentucky, and like you said, he's got a Super Bowl ring. Alex Walker is my guest. Alex, former weekend sports anchor at WKYT, now heading down to be the sports director, the boss uh, at the ABC affiliate down in Orlando. What do you know about that market, and and what do they get into? Is this a, a Florida Gators market, a Seminoles market, what? It's a market where there's a good chance we'll see Kentucky football in the Citrus Bowl in the next couple of years, right? <laughs> Hoping to cross paths with you guys again. And based on their current trajectory, hey, you win 10 games and go to Orlando. That's a, that's a pretty great year. But no, it's, a, it's a really unique uh, sports market, Dick. And, that, of course, you have the Orlando Magic. Uh, with, you know, number one overall pick this year, Palo Bancaro out of Duke. Uh, so that would be fun to watch a young Magic team try to compete for a playoff spot in the East. In terms of professional soccer, uh, big market for that. So they have Orlando City and they have Orlando Pride, which is their women's uh, MLS team. So they are very big into soccer. Get a lot of friendlies as well. They had hosted Chelsea and Liverpool and Manchester United recently uh, on the pitch there in Orlando. Uh, in terms of college, uh, UCF, so Central Florida, if you remember the national oh, yeah. champion a couple <laughs> years ago. Uh, but the, but the, you know, the, the bounce house I heard is a fun place to to, to cover a game, and Gus Malzahn is hoping to take a leap there um, in year two with the with the Knights. Uh, in terms of, uh, they also cover Florida a bunch, and so okay. Gainesville is about an hour thirty north of Orlando, and they get up there with you know, with with the SEC going to with the SEC going to ABC. Uh, they're going to be pushing oh. a lot, you know pushing us going to Florida a yeah. bunch, which would be fun. Yeah, uh, and then in terms of uh, they or Daytona is an hour away. Uh, so NASCAR is going to be a full throttle here come February for the 
Daytona 500. They have a lot of PGA Tour golf. They have the Arnold Palmer Invitational right there at Bay Hill in Orlando. So a medley of all kinds of stuff. You know, Tampa's an hour 30 away. So we'll yeah. get to cover, you know, little Buccaneers, little Lightning. So it should be a fun, eclectic mix of a bunch of, bunch of, bunch of fun stuff down there in Orlando. Can't wait. Man, you're going to have your hands full. Alex Walker, my guest, back with more in just a minute here on the Big Blue Insider, 630 WLAP. What's happening? The situation is not good. The Queen's poor health. The way that we saw the speech. Deplorable. Enemies of the state. The day's news. The face of the war is changing. Is on. Memphis on edge. News Radio 630 WLAP. Diabetes, high blood pressure, anxiety meds, everyone's on them. If you're a 50-year-old male, maybe a bit porky, and you may even have type 2 diabetes, a million dollars of term insurance may only cost you about 200 bucks a month. Call Term Provider. Speak with Big Lou at 800-700-6898. Big Lou will find a term life policy for you even if you have type 2 diabetes, are overweight, or have high blood pressure. Term Providers help thousands of people like you who think they can't afford term life insurance. To buy a million dollars of affordable term life for you, all you need to do is call Big Lou at 800-700-6898. Lou will make sure the scales are tipped in your favor. Call 800-700-6898. Big Lou will answer your call and work to fit you into a term life policy that you can afford. Remember, Big Lou's like you. He's on meds, too. Call 800-700-6898. 800-700-6898. For the health and safety of everyone, people are staying in their homes now more than ever before. It's also important that the air inside our home is as clean and pure as possible. The professionals at Atmosphere Air Quality are here for you. Whether it's duct cleaning to combat allergies, AC coil cleaning, even carpet cleaning and deodorizing, residential or commercial, call them today to set up a free video inspection of your air ducts 388-4424 388-4424 atmosphere air quality the experts prescription products require an online consultation with a healthcare provider who will determine if a prescription is appropriate restriction supply see website for full details and important safety information subscription required refund available for 60 days after purchase hey guys did you know there's a generic form of viagra that works just the same but is 90 percent cheaper and you can get it online? Just go to 4 slash joy. You'll get a free medical consultation, discreet shipping if prescribed, a 100% online process, and trusted generic alternatives to the biggest brands at 90% off. That's right. Get generic for Viagra, the same active ingredient as brand name Viagra, but 90% cheaper. It's the same medication you get from your doctor, but with zero copay, no expensive appointments, and no awkward face-to-face conversations. Results are guaranteed or your money back. To start your free online visit, you need to go to this exclusive address, 4 slash joy. That's 4 slash joy for your free online visit. F-O-R-H-I-M-S dot com slash J-O-Y. Hey guys, game's on! Whether you're cheering on the Wildcats from the stands or from your den... Go Cats! Dude, you spilled the nachos. Kentucky Utilities is there with you, delivering safe and reliable energy you can count on. But power isn't the only thing we provide. With KU, you can take advantage of convenient, time-saving services like our online outage map, paperless billing, and auto pay. So while the Cats energies go to serving up wins... 
At KU, our energies go to serving you. This is the home of the Wildcats. 630 WLAP. Welcome back to the Big Blue Insider. We are talking to Alex Walker, who has spent the last four years as the weekend sports anchor at WKYT and now literally on his way to his newest job as the sports director of the ABC affiliate down in Orlando. They come and they go, and uh, it, it's all part of this market. Some of us stay forever, Rob Bromley for the longest time, and, and Sam Dick and Barbara Bailey and yours truly, but some move on to bigger and better things, and that's what Alex is doing. Uh, and I talked to Alex in our first segment about his memories of Kentucky. We talked a lot of football. People I know, Alex, are going to ask you about John Calipari when you get to where you're going. What are you going to tell them? What I'll tell him is that is that John Calipari, he's a guy that knows what he's doing. I say that you know he gets a he gets a bad rap sometimes, thinking that he's being standoffish to the media, this and that. But in, in my opinion, uh, I, I, I enjoy what John Calipari is doing. And like he's in, I think he's got it rolling. I think he's got a great shot at national title number nine this season with a stacked roster. But and he's a guy that's always been ahead of the curve. Uh, he's always been ahead of what's going on, and what I. What I'll, one of my memories I'll remember most about John Calipari, uh, from my perspective, is when I covered that, I believe it was the 2019 NBA draft. That was when Keldon Johnson, Tyler Hero, P.J. Washington all went in the first round. Is You know, three of his players just made millions of dollars, and he took 10 minutes just one-on-one with me in the parking lot there at Barclays Center just talking about those guys and about how proud he is of those guys. And, you know, he really does care about the players he produces. He, he sees a lot of them for one year, but if you ask any of those players about John Calipari, in my opinion, the John Calipari, they'll all say the guy's got a good heart, yeah. good soul. He really cares about his guy. Uh, some people from the outside might say, ah, he's just, he doesn't care. He's going to use him for a year for whatever right. he's got to do. And he doesn't really, all those guys keep in touch with John. Right. He keeps in touch with them. They get back to the program. He can help them. He helps them whatever way they can, whether it be if they want to get the coaching. He is a big coaching tree, and you know he has an unbelievable resume of guys he's put in the NBA. So the fact that you know he took ten minutes with me, you know, in the bowels of the Barclays Center and just raved about his guys, and then asked me, "Is there anything else you need from me?" before he went back to Lexington, that says a lot about he does not have to do that in his chair. No. I mean, he can he can be standoffish if he wants, and it's like, look, John Calipari, what are you going to do? But. Uh, always treated me with, with respect, loved covering his program. And um, when you're around him, you know he's a big deal. And uh, But he respects you, which is a great combination. You know, he's a big-time figure uh, in front of a big-time program. But at the end of the day, he respects you if you treat, you know, if you cover his program the right way and, and do it with respect. And I always appreciated that. Yeah, you know, and, and I always judge, and not always, but one of the great ways to judge is the guys who come back after they've made it big. And, you know, whether they're just dropping in or going back to school or donating or whatever. And most of his, but not all, but most of his players do that, which I think says a lot. The other thing, Alex, is you've been witness to the work he's done. And I always say the same as you. You know, say what you will about him as a coach, as a person, but... The work he's done with the telethons and, and the rallies for the victims of the tornadoes in Western Kentucky, the flooding in Eastern Kentucky, that's genuine. And you can't, you can't dismiss that. You absolutely can't. You talk about players, what they do, you know, on the court, off the court. Same with coaches. We, we know that you're the head coach of Kentucky. That's a big deal. But what are you doing to help out Lexington and the state? And, you saw it with the with the really awful flooding that happened in the Eastern Kentucky. His team was on it from the first hour. 
What can we do to help? Where can the money go? Can we can we raise money with our platform to help you? Yes, and they did it. Those those tornadoes in Western Kentucky that happened yeah. not too long ago. His team once again brought shoes, brought aid, raised money to help those guys out there, and that says a lot. He, I mean, that's been him his entire career. Look, you know, when he was in Memphis, same thing. The people, you know, if you ask Memphis fans their thoughts on John Calipari, they might be a little less. But the people this realized that he left an impact there. He helped the community. He likes to be invested in that area. And he's always done that at Kentucky. And that, that says a lot about his character. He doesn't do it as a PR stunt. He really doesn't. That, that's, that's John Calipari as a person. He wants to help out his community. And that's always been great to see from that vantage point as well. Alex Walker, I've got about three minutes left on this particular segment. I promise we'll talk again, I hope soon. But uh, I always talk to you about food you you like writing about and talking about and reporting about because you did it for KYT during the pandemic. Anything in particular you'll remember about Lexington when it comes to places that you dined or dishes that you discovered or and recommended? Probably the uh, significant chunk out of my paycheck every two weeks that goes directly to food is probably what I remember the most. No, I'm just kidding. But uh, no, it's been, it's been, I've had a fun food journey in like it. It's one of those things where uh, I had the luxury of, uh, of covering food for WKYT during the pandemic, as you mentioned, still serving, highlighting restaurants that were still open to, to shine a light on them and help with business. But man, Lexington is a great, foodie community. There are a lot of gems in this town. And if you're listening to this interview and you haven't quite explored the food scene, just go out there and try places. I mean, there are so many fantastic places. Uh, and, you know, I, I, I don't know if you're going to ask me my favorite food experience. Sure. Now, but the one, the one place I go to, and I've probably been there four or five times that I've always had an immaculate experience is County Club, which is right by West Six Brewing there and uh, pretty close to Transylvania University. But just, I mean, they've got brisket poutine, uh, and they have they, they had some some octopus that was amazing. They have these flank steak and fries, really good tequila cocktails. Uh, recently, I had some things of, of some variety, but just always awesome things. And uh, if you're a guy like me that is trying to find a good place, TripAdvisor, if you just type in Lexington on there, they do a great job of receiving feedbacks and reviews from Lexington foodies, and that's kind of rate. If you look at the, the TripAdvisor rankings of Lexington restaurants, they're pretty close. Um, and also, Lexington Eats on Instagram, follow yeah. those guys, they'll get you hooked up. Did, did you say poutine? Brisket poutine at, at County Club is absolutely incredible. In Lexington, that's a Canadian. That's a Canadian it's dish. A, and all, serve all it, I know is a Canadian And they thing. serve and it in it, Lexington. It, yes, sir. And, and I've had it in Canada, and I've had it in Lexington. I tell you what, it's pretty darn close. It's no really kidding. savory. That brisket poutine has cheese curds in it. It's savory. It's got some great seasonings on it. And I tell you what, if you try some of that and get a good cocktail there, it's a really cool patio as well. County Club, always an A-plus choice. Uh, last 30 seconds or so, just the, the simple burger or sandwich. Is there one in particular? The Southern Deli and Tavern downtown Lexington is also a hidden gem in Lexington. I tell you what, they have Great burgers with pimento cheese and bourbon jam on them. Uh, they have a couple of really good sandwiches. They have these national hot chicken sliders that are great. Uh, that just, that just kind of has all the great sandwiches and options there. The Southern Deli and Tavern downtown, like, is one of my favorite places I've been to for a burger sandwich, and I'll, I'll get it done for you. 
Well, you're a Pennsylvania kid, but uh, you became a Southerner here in Lexington. As you head further south, I know you'll have uh, more adventures when it comes to food and sports. But thanks so much for all your time with us here on the Big Blue Insider. Don't be a stranger. I know we'll stay in touch. Jake, thanks for everything. Always a pleasure. Best of luck to Alex Walker. Thanks again to my other guest, Craig Skinner, UK Volleyball, tomorrow night, Wisconsin, 6 p.m. at Memorial Coliseum. And again, thanks to Justin Rowland of Cats Illustrated. Back with more football chatter tomorrow night. That's it. Good night from the garage in Lexington. Is there someone else up there we can talk to? No. Now go away or I shall taunt you a second time. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.